0: Hey guys, this is Matt, that's the pilot, and you're listening to
1: the Blues Hockey Podcast.
0: Welcome back to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Your host is Jason, along with Chris. Yo. Yo, know, we haven't uh, gone away, even know we had a minor break there. Uh, scheduling got honestly scheduling conflict. It's just I want to be in when you were out of town. Yeah, I was available, and then when I was out of town, you were at home. So right. Uh, so I want to be in just like a couple of weeks of uh both of us being uh, out of town. So, uh, but we're back. But good
1: news. blues officially in the playoffs. I mean, let's, let's take a moment and just think about that for one second, as bad as this team was. I mean, we, we've joked about it off air numerous times that, you know, even through the holidays, you and I were like, God, do we want to keep doing this this season? It's so bad. And then, you know, January 2nd, this team was not just out of a playoff spot, but Dead last in the NHL. Yep. 34 and, points. And we're, you know, we're recording on Wednesday night. And this team is two points out of first place.
0: Yeah, or 54 points, whatever it was. But yeah, they were a uh, 31st. I mean they had games in hand on Ottawa, whoever was technically last or whatever, but still last place and something I mean, you kind of talked we're talking about stuff, different stuff to talk about. Uh as the season progressed just to have something to talk about, but um, yeah. And they've turned it around thanks to uh, I'll go surprisingly the coach, which I didn't expect that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, goaltending, which we didn't expect that to happen. Agreed. And uh, the team just finally gelled, which we kind of talked about at the beginning of the year, how long it would take them to gel. And I kind I think all of us thought it would be sooner than halfway through the season, but I think we hoped for sure. But It wound up being a, uh, I think it's all. It's a lot of combinations of things. I mean, like I said, Bennington is a very big part. I think Brubeck getting everybody together is a very big thing. Um, I think everybody just playing and just having that combine right kind of line combinations finally start flowing through. So,
1: agreed. Uh, and the one thing that you know, let's let's not discount this. And it's something I was in Chicago last week for work and talking to a bunch of friends who are Chicago fans, and they're like, "How?" Did you guys do this? And I said, you know, it was a combination of all the things you just mentioned. Plus, it just seemed like, especially during that 11-game streak that the Blues went on, everybody above us started losing. So yeah. it wasn't even like we were keeping pace. It was like an express elevator from the basement to the penthouse. You know, we were, we were winning 11 straight. Nashville was losing. Colorado was losing, Winnipeg's losing, Dallas is losing. Everyone that we needed to jump hit the skids at the exact same time the Blues turned it on. And, you know, thankfully, you know, like you and I said, the real test of this team was going to be how do they respond when the streak was broken? And they stumbled for a minute, but they've kind of found their way and kept going.
0: Yeah, it's been pretty good and overall just to give you uh, I'll give a uh, credit to Chris Kerber on this one for tweeting this out today which a snapshot of the last 30 games so of every te- every team's last 30 games in the central Winnipeg is 15 13 and 2 Nashville is 16 12 and 2 Dallas is 17 10 and 3 Colorado is 14 10 and 6 Chicago is 18 9 and 3 and then us 21 6 and 3
1: Yeah that's exactly what I'm talking about
0: so you're talking – you're getting you points on – that's six wins and a tie on we are division leader. That's 13 points in the last 30 games you gained on Winnipeg. You know, And yeah. right now as we stand uh, – you know, the Blues are losing to Chicago as we currently speak, two to one. Uh, the Blues are technically two points out of first place – being tied for first place yep. and have a legitimate shot at – it's going to be hard to get – because of the regulation wins. Column, you're going to have to get
1: it right on points.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a little tough. Possible. Well I won't discount any I mean, hey, anything the way the season's gone. I'm not discounting anything at this point.
1: Well, and look at the way Winnipeg's playing right now. They damn near lost to Chicago last night. The, they uh, tried real to, they
0: hard. They lost to uh the wild the day before, five to one. So yeah. I mean
1: I mean they're, they're uh, trying real hard. I'm sorry, was it it was Winnipeg I'm thinking of? Or is it? Or is it Nashville?
0: Nashville was the other night. Because Na- Chicago plays like everybody in the division their last five games.
1: Yeah, so they're
0: going to be kind of You're right. You're right. It was another.
1: Nashville who damn near lost to Chicago last night. Winnipeg got. I think do they get blanked by by the Wild? Do they one. get beat? Five, five to one. Yeah. So you know they're not playing well now. Me as a Blues fan and watching the way this team was played, I think I would rather play Nashville than Winnipeg. Because Winnipeg's kind of owed the Blues this year. Same thing with the Dallas Stars. Like, everyone keeps talking about, oh, wouldn't it be great to take first place? Well, yeah, it would be cool. But I, I think that if the Blues take first of the Central, you're looking at a matchup against the Dallas Stars, who, again, is another team that has played the Blues really, really well this year. Yep. So it's a... Uh...
0: That they're not a hundred percent locked in that spot, but it's gonna—I would say ninety-five percent locked yeah. into that uh, first wild card spot. I mean, three points with two games left. I mean, uh, the they are—they had the regulation wins on Colorado too, so right. Dallas is pretty much locked in that wild card spot um, at the moment. You're looking at technically they can overtake us if we lose the last two games as well, so, and they win the last two. So I mean. A lot of stuff can happen still, so we still could fall to that spot. Who knows? I think the was will squeak at least a point or two here to uh, get the uh, third, at least third place. They could possibly get the uh, division title. So that's the weird part: is we get a division title to the first uh, wild, it's the card. first wild
1: card. Yeah, yeah. Now so, the one thing to point out is if we win the division title, we will still only be second in the West. Because Calgary wrapped up the number one seed in the West earlier last week.
0: Oh yeah, they're a hundred and seven points right now with two games left. So there are, Which, there are definitely.
1: Doesn't it seem bizarre like and it seems to say it seems weird to say the team has quietly amassed hundred and seven points. Oh, but yeah. they've just kind of really quietly gone about business and, and done well, but they they still never strike me as like, yeah, man, they're a really good team. But obviously they are. Yeah, they are. Uh... Yeah,
0: even despite like Mike Smith and uh, the gold, the gold held up over there. So uh, they're going to. I think the West is probably one of the most wide open it's been in a long time.
1: I would agree with that. I think I there's a lot of teams
0: agree. that are. There's not a blowaway team as much as Calgary's played that well. I just think a lot of teams are all on the same level. I think both. I think all top three teams in both the uh, Central and Pacific. Yeah, I can you see any of those teams coming out of the West?
1: The team out of the Pacific that scares me the most right now because of the moves they made at the deadline is Vegas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think Vegas really, really – it's its weird to say went all in for a team that went to the Stanley Cup Finals the year before, but that team made moves. Yeah, they got uh, Mark Stone and signed him up for the
0: next eight, nine years, so he's in. Um they're eight years. So, I mean, he's in. They just signed to one of the college free agents the Blues are after, uh, yep. Jimmy Shoot. Shoot. So, uh, interesting stuff going on there. So, let's get into our games and we're going to get into playoff talk after that. And at the, after that, I, we got a quick little story about the uh, folding of one of the uh, professional leagues in North America this week. So, oh,
1: we have a lot of Shen. games. Oh, Brayden Shen. Blow it again. I unfortunately uh, I have the game on. He uh, we just had a really, really good pass in front, and he was wide open in front of the net and just fanned on it. Hmm.
0: He, didn't, he they, didn't pull
1: a he didn't pull a helicopter, but it was
0: close. Gotcha. So we're not gonna go over all the games that we've been missing because it's gonna be really hard. Uh the blues did have an extremely good homestand. This four-game homestand they win. Yeah, they really did. Um, the last two were very impressive to me, beating Tampa. They had three goals in a minute 15, which was amazing.
1: Boy, oh, um, man, I tell you. Still held on.
0: Incredible. Still held on. and kind of uh, let them back in a little bit
1: uh, I would with say Tampa back that.
0: in, but it's Tampa. But, I mean, uh, they look good. Uh, come back, and they beat Vegas on the following game. So, you, you beat two, uh, I would say, two of the top t- teams in the league yes. back-to-back at home. That's so a big confidence booster. So, Blues just need a point going into their little uh, two-game uh, – road trip here to New York, New Jersey. No Hoboken. No, though. well, you have to start so, through it. Uh well, close enough. Yeah. But they're in New York, so they play the Rangers, who, once again, not having a great year. Uh, though Ludquist is not playing this game, so you get Alexander Georgiev. Isn't that who we got last time, too? I believe so. Uh, so, And I believe the Blues didn't do well last time, either. No, they so, did not. So but they started off well this game. Vladimir Tarasenko gets his 30th of the year from Shannon O'Reilly. So Vladimir Tarasenko is now has five consecutive 30 goal years, which not just, pers-
1: and not just five 30 goal, but five in a row of 30 goal, 30 assists.
0: Yeah, and at this point, the only person right in the active player there right now is Alexander Ovechkin. So
1: Yeah, and he's it. doing it with fives, not threes, which is what's Correct. crazy. Yeah, so
0: he's he's still doing really well. But Dave Perron. Gets his twenty first of the year from short. Uh, Excuse me, fan favorite David Perron gets his uh, twenty first of the year from short to the fifteen oh two mark. So the Blues in about thirty seconds get two goals. Uh, So looking good. Uh, Second period comes around. Unfortunately, things start to fall apart for the Blues here. Ryan Strong gets his seventeenth at the two minute mark, and then about two minutes later, Pavel Bouchnevitz gets his nineteenth from Mika Juvonen and. uh, effort, too. So you're hoping the Blues can at least get a point, because all you need is a point. Remember this game point? There was some help they could get, but it'd be nice if they just clinched it without help from other people. Unfortunately, they can't get the uh, win here. Jimmy Vesey gets a 17th from Howden and Latiri, and Chris Kreider gets the empty net goal with about eight seconds left. And the Blues fall to the Rangers. Not a great showing overall, but with losses uh, by a couple of teams, the Blues and the Vegas Knights at the same night go into the playoffs. So
1: the real question this night, and I didn't get to watch this game, was does anyone know if Laszlo Holmes was covering this game for, <laughs> for NBC Madison Square Garden?
0: I did not see him ice level that game. So uh, he didn't he didn't get to see that hockey done, so not this time, but blues fall, not a great game. Uh, so the next nights, back to back nights, they go to New Jersey, a team that's near the bottom of the standings, just like the Rangers. So you're hoping the Blues maybe do the same thing, get some points. That doesn't and,
1: happen. And remember, this Devils game, this Devils team is a team that the Blues straight up embarrassed. Yeah, uh, seven, seven to one.
0: Yeah, seven to one, seven to two, something, yeah. seven to three. I think something like that. Straight and, uh, up,
1: clowned on them.
0: Yeah, it was ridiculous, and um, that was with Keith Kincaid in that, so you have Corey Schneider in this time. I don't know if that makes a huge difference, though, but apparently it does. So Robert Thomas gets his ninth of the year from Maroon and Bozak, so Thomas having a nice little uh, march here so far, and we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, Drew Stafford gets a power play goal his fifth of the year. Uh, Tyler Bozak comes back with a snipe while the Blues uh, had the extra man for a delayed penalty. His twelfth from Bo Meester and Thomas. But um, Unfortunately, Joey Anderson comes back a little bit later, right after this goal, and gets a goal. Let's tied at two. The Blues. Nothing happens in the third. A little, a uh, little hairy at times, but they wind up uh, holding on here. But Vince Dunn gets the goal with three seconds left in overtime, off of really, I mean, some of the Devils kind of just saw the time. And it looks like they kind of just quit and thought. Dunn was just going to skate it around, but Dunn decided to turn on the Jets and give it a shot. And oh, yeah. beats Corey Snyder five-hole from O'Reilly with three seconds left. So Dunn, he had that uh, overtime winner against Toronto last year, and then this year he gets this one against uh, the Devils. So Blues we'll get two points and climb I was very it in second place at this time.
1: I was very afraid watching that game that they were going to call goaltender interference because in real time it looked like he ran Snyder made the stay save, and then Dunn just bowling balled over him. But when you watch the replay, the puck's in the back of the net long before he makes contact with him.
0: Yeah, and uh, so they get the two points, and they're right on the cusp of second place here. And then they play the Colorado Avalanche, who are fighting for their playoff lives at the moment. Um, so you don't know what's going to happen here. And the Blues start off out well, Schwartz with the goal. In the first period. And once again, it has been kind of a those last three games the blues have jumped out to a lead and just haven't been able to hold on. So that's minorly concerning. That's been minorly concerning for me. I and agree. Two, and two of the games have been two goal leads, like this one. Teresinko gets his 31st from O'Reilly and Shen, just 14 seconds into a third period. So you're thinking, all right, just hold on for about 19 minutes and you got this. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, Ladd gets his 34th at the six minute mark. And then unfortunately, off a of play that the blues made a really bad change on getting the, the avalanche pulled their goalie and the blues got the puck just out to the red line while uh, McKinnon and Lana got the puck and brought it to Landis cog, got it quickly back into the zone. The blues are rushing back into the zone and Landis throws it towards the net and Kerfoot knocks it towards the ice and makes it kind of bounce up and over Bennington. And unfortunately, Kerfoot gets his 13th of the year at the 1913 mark and that helped them tremendously. They needed any kind of points this game to, right? To because at the time they wild were technically still in the playoffs at this moment. Um, before I think they lost it this night or they were whatever. Um, Blues overtime, nothing. You know, a lot of possession, a couple of close calls, but nothing really. Go in overtime, goes to shootouts. Only lone goal goes to Ryan O'Reilly going stick side on uh, Jonathan Bernier and the Blues win. So Bennington with three saves on the, in the shootout, which is nice to see off of Nathan McKinnon, Gabriel landis Cog, and uh, Sven Andrieto.
1: I think what concerns me, going back to what you were talking about a few minutes ago, I think what concerns me about the Blues blowing these late leads is it seems to be the ghosts of Blues teams past, where this the team doesn't seem to be able to close out a game. And I still think that that is what killed us the most going back to the year that this team went to the Western conference final. Um, They were unable to close out teams in a timely fashion, be it in individual games or in series. And that's something that this team's got to do. I, you know, the points are great, but we're getting into a time of year now where points don't matter. You got to get wins and we can't count on shootouts to get it done we can't count on 3 on 3 overtimes to get it done this team has got to close out games and that's the only thing the last couple of weeks that has made me get a little scared watching this team yeah so i mean nice if they can hold on to these
0: uh, leads so the blues about almost about halfway through the third still down 2 to 1 Correct. a
1: so, so. couple of a couple of good chances uh Tarasenko just had one that uh, just went over the crossbar. Uh, Shen had another one from a uh, from a sharp angle that uh, that Cam Ward stopped. So they're they're getting their chances, just nothing in as of yet, and really no real pressure by the Hawks so far in the third period.
0: So let's hope the uh, Blues can turn it around here. So Blues finish up after this Blackhawks game. They got Philadelphia tomorrow night, which is the April fourth, and then they finish up Saturday uh, against the Vancouver Canucks. So a couple more games. We- um, uh, like, let's talk about a quick little playoff thing. There's so much that could happen because it's so tight right now. It's really mm-hmm. hard to break it down. Um, I think at the end of the day, I put it out on Twitter. So we'll see if anybody said anything. I said, who would you like to face in the first round? I'll, uh, throw it to you, Chris, who would you, out of the, I think there's basically four possibilities. Yes. Winnipeg, uh, Nashville, Dallas, and Colorado.
1: I tell you, as odd as this sounds, because they have been beasts the last few years, the way this team has played against the National Predators this year, I I think I would like to see the Blues face the National Predators.
0: Uh, I think that might be the best way to go because they played well this year for sure. So, I mean, there's no reason to kind of – I think they don't fear them as in years past – uh, Nashville hasn't really been overwhelming this year compared to what they have been in the past right. when they went to the Santa Cup Finals, so that could be a two. Uh, so right now, well, I, this poll is going to finish up after the game on Saturday. So right now, Nashville is heavily ahead, 75% with 65 votes. So closely followed by Colorado. At, not closely, but that's close to 13 Yeah, I think that's
1: who I would put at number two in my, in my poll, too. I think if they're going to rank from... From best to the least, as far as who I'd like to play, I think would go Nashville, Colorado, and then, dude, it's a toss-up between Dallas and Winnipeg. Because to be yeah. honest, both of those teams have had really good luck against the Blues this year, and they were actually tied in our polls,
0: six to six, six uh, percent to six percent. So is
1: um uh, is is Ben Bishop done for the year?
0: Uh, They've not officially announced. you just been uh been sidelined again. He, he's been hurt. He's been in a game. He had a three game shutout streak going. Then he got hurt, came back for right. a game, got hurt during that game. So I think they shut him down to the playoffs.
1: That's what um, I was wondering if they shut him down just to save him for the playoffs or if he was done, done.
0: Yeah. Cause he right now is one of your contenders for the Vesna trophy. He's played very well this year. for Sure. So, so he's one of the reasons why Dallas is kind of still in it, even though Dallas has pretty much been a one line team most of the year. So right. very interesting there. So right now, I think we're gonna do. We're gonna save our playoff, hundred percent playoff talk for our next podcast, which we're gonna record after the game Saturday, uh, just so we have a more definite kind of cha- kind of a breakdown for who the Blues are gonna play. We're gonna break down some of the other ones. Um, the only one that's really locked in right now is San Jose is playing Vegas. That's a hundred percent sure. That's
1: a great series,
0: and that's gonna be a really good series. Uh, you're talking one of the. I would say one of the top four teams you would think that will come out of the West is going to be out in the first round, 100 sure. Yeah, like Vegas or San Jose is going to be out in the first round, which is, to a degree, kind of sucks as a hockey fan. For for as a you know for Blues, possibly it could be a good thing that they could beat the crap out of each other and then be tired and whatever happens happens.
1: Well, it's one of those things that I think the players. I get why the league has went to this type of playoff seating because you know you're trying to focus more on rivalries in the first round. Um, the sad thing is, it seems like you know your dominant teams each year for each each conference seem to come out of the same division. So you're not getting things like Washington and Pittsburgh in the Eastern conference finals or, you know, St. Louis, Chicago on the Western conference finals, you're getting them in the first or second rounds, which I mean, Hey, you know, if you're going to beat, if you're going to win the cup, you got to beat them at some point, but you know, it, it adds to the drama when it's, you know, there's more at stake as far as, you know, another rung on the ladder. Um, I don't know what the answer is going to be. I would imagine that when this new team comes into the league, you might see a, uh, a reworking of the playoff system again.
0: Yeah, that's a possibility. They did vote today uh, that they're going to have a one-year extension on the playoff and alignment format right. between the NHLPA and the NHL. They have agreed on that today, so it's at least staying until next year.
1: Uh, What's your thought on some of the players saying that it should just go one through sixteen? Regardless of east versus west, I just think that uh, my
0: thing is uh, the travel thing. Because like let's just say, for example, you face somebody like Boston or whatever. Like that's a tough, uh, that's a you know tough travel for everybody. That's kind of like you know, the Blues play Chicago. That's a, you know what forty five minute flight. Mm-hmm. Even if the or what happens if Anaheim, what happens if Anaheim makes it or L A makes it or um, San Jose makes it and it face Boston, that's a cross country trip back and forth.
1: It's a seven hour
0: flight. You know. Every, you know, we're talking about, especially when it goes one, why does it go seven games? That's hell of a travel. And you got to extend that series pretty far. You might have to have almost two days in between games just because of the travel. Right? I agree. I agree. So part of me thinks it's just, I like the one through eight format on each conference. Honestly, I've always liked that. Um, I get like the same thing with you. I get why they did this, but at the same time, I wouldn't mind going back to the old way. Cause it just, it's it just kind of how I was used to things.
1: Yeah, I think that maybe one through eight is the way it should be. I think that this was short term. I think it was cool, um, but I tend to agree with you. I think that it's it, it's rewarding some teams and hindering others. Um, I don't think that the one through sixteen thing is a good option. I mean, you know, people will make the argument. We'll look at baseball where you have National League and American League, and they're not. They're not separated by east or west coast. You know, you could have L.A. versus the Mets, you know, in 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 a in the NLCS, um, and that's true. But you won't have it in the NLDS, um, and that is, I think, the difference. Is you know, you're not going to get to those long cross country flights in hockey until you know the third the third round, where you could possibly have you know. A three, four hour flight from the middle of the country out west or out east. Um, But I get it. I mean, you know, you have theoretically cross country flights. It's theoretical that you could fly further in your conference championship than you could for the World Series. I get it. Yeah. Um, But I also tend to agree with what you're saying that, you know, if we're going to start a one through 16, there's going to be times where you're going to almost need two days off just for the travel. Yeah.
0: And then a lot of people already complained about how long the playoffs seem to go. I mean, I don't mind, but I mean, there's just some people when they start in April and doesn't finish up till June, you know? So, um, and it's, it's interesting. So, uh, discussion that I think will be a topic of discussion when, uh, the new, uh, CBA discussions start up in a year. So for sure. So a uh, bit of news real quick. We'll do for the blues. So once again, Jordan Bennington is the rookie of the month for March. He will. He also won it in February this month, uh, this year. So uh, him and Elias Pedersen, the only two to win uh, at least two months so far. Yep. Uh, and I want to get your opinion on a couple things. Let me get some quick stats here for uh, Bennington. He went six and three with a 2.37 goals against average. 9-1-2 save percentage in March. The people he beat out, uh, fellow Blues rookie Robert Thomas, who had uh, four goals, eight, eight assists in 15 games, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning Center, Anthony Cirelli, uh, Ottawa Senators uh, left winger Brady Kachuk, Minnesota Wild Center Ryan Donato, and Anaheim Ducks Troy Terry. So Bennington has a total of 22-5-1, and one. 1.78 goals against 0.931 save percentage and five shutouts since making his first start on January 5th. It says January 7th here, but I have there on January 5th in a couple of places. So, right. So, he is won 20 games and 25 starts. Only four other goalies have done that Ross Brooks, Andrew Hammond, Frederick Anderson, and Bill Dernan. So, uh, interesting stuff here. So, he, I've seen a lot of different takes on, uh, uh, excuse me, Bennington and where he should fall for the Calder Trophy. Um, I've seen everybody said uh, he should be win it, uh, be a top three, or not even be in the discussion because he hasn't played enough. Um, I kind of want I'll I'll go first to give you a second to kind of think about it. Sure. Um, Andrew Hammond, when he had his amazing year, who just had almost just as good as a, how Bennington is doing. Finished fourth, and he played 49 games. Right. So right now, is on pace to get close to that, but not that close. So you're talking less games. Uh, Elias Pettersson hasn't had a really hot start, oh. but he's cooled off. And there's really no other guy that's kind of blown away here. I mean, Rasmus Dahlin's had a pretty solid year. Uh, Brady
1: Kachuk's had an okay year. He was injured a little bit. Make that three to one, Chicago. Uh, Patrick Kane doing what Patrick Kane does.
0: Uh, beat up taxi cab drivers.
1: And Jake Allen.
0: Okay, <laughs> so three to one, not looking great with about... Uh, what do you got? What is it, eight, eight and left? a half? Yeah, it's about eight minutes left. So it's gonna be a tough one for the Blues to come back. Like I said, they need some points. Jake Allen
1: went down faster than a prom date on that goal.
0: Ooh, ouch! So. Not great there. So Bennington being the uh, possible caller candidate, I kind of – I think he should be at least in the conversation because j- what people are saying for what he's done for the team, but the argument that I've seen from a couple of national writers saying this that's if you're like most valuable player kind of type thing. This is individual right. honors. Which, you look at that, technically he still has a pretty good record, but is it enough games? He qualifies for like the league's leaders. You have to have at least twenty appearances. Sure. So I mean, he's he's tied in for goals against average with uh, Vashlevsky, or right below Vashlevsky. He's right up there in the save percentage. I mean, and he's like tied for second in shutouts. So, I mean, you're talking. Uh, pretty good stats there. I think he should be in the conversation. I think the, I honestly think the, le- the number amount of games played is going to hurt him at the end of the year.
1: I agree, and I'm I'm the same way with you. I think that he's certainly in the conversation. I think that he's, you know, he will be one of the final three. Um, and if we were grading apples to apples and not looking at games played, just looking at stat line, um, I think he'd win. The difference is uh, he's he's going to have an abbreviated amount of games played. I think that's going to hurt him when you're going against someone like Pederson, and you know I think the other thing is more times than not this this league celebrates scoring, and he, while he's cooled off, uh, there's no doubt that from an offensive point of view, th- this is your this is your rookie of the year for sure. Um. I, I'm not saying he won't win it because he is certainly the darling of the NHL right now. He is the talk of the NHL. Um, I just don't know if he's actually going to get it done. Uh, three, two fan favorite, David Perron with the power play goal, 737 remaining in the game.
0: Ah, oh, so making it, making it interesting. So, uh, the last blues player to win the collar trophy is Barrett Jackman. I believe the
1: uh, only Blues player to win the Calder, correct? Correct.
0: So he beat out Henrik Zetterberg that year, which that's still people that's bring astounding. that up. But you look
1: back and it's kind of crazy that he actually did that. Now we've had uh, a couple that should have, like, shouldn't didn't Petro get robbed of play of getting the Calder nomination because the fact that he played games the previous year or some crap like that? Mm, I forgot what it was, but there I remember was him somebody, like, There was somebody recently in Blues history that –
0: had was some was it Laterra? Wasn't well, Laterra too? Who technically was a rookie that year, but he maybe, was maybe. Maybe I'm that's the one we're thinking of. It where wasn't really Tarasenko. It no, wasn't. No, no. Ter-
1: For some reason, I think it's Petro. It could be. I he had, had played. He had played just enough games uh so, that he wasn't considered a rookie anymore. Nah.
0: Yeah, because remember he remember the first two years he was up, he was up for the minimum amount of games he could, and they sent him back to Jack the Junior's right, times.
1: right. And I think but, that's what bit him in the ass when it came to the Calder nomination. That
0: could be that could be the case, honestly. <laughs> um, if you if you can think of one, get hit us up at, at Blues Hockey NHL on Twitter. Uh, the last bit of news that came out today, which is sad news, honestly. Um, I don't know if you saw this, Chris, but uh, Charles Glenn will be retiring at the end of this year.
1: I did uh, see that, and um, it's it's been a good career for Charles. I kind of wonder if there's something going on with him, and, and I hope there's not. I'm not trying to start a medical controversy, but I've noticed the last few games I've gone to, he has not sung the anthem, and he's not been present.
0: Yeah, so who, knows if, phased, who knows if he's who knows he's phasing and out kind of thing, or he can't do the every game type of thing anymore. Right. Uh, yeah, because yeah, he, he basically said that he's had MS for almost eight years. So wow, that I did not know. Yeah, an article that today he said he almost had it for eight years. So, um wow, that's the main reason why he's doing it because he said this could you know you could deteriorate any time. You know, it's like something he just don't he's lived with it. And sure. So far, he said no symptoms, but. It's one of those things where he wants to do it while he still has full capabilities and he doesn't want to. I
1: get that, man. I get that. And, yeah. and look, you know, it's, he's, uh, I think he's always going to be a, a fan favorite. Um, good luck. I called
0: him today an icon. Is that a little too much or is that a 19 uh, years? 19 years, man. That's a long time.
1: It's been a long time. I mean, that's what I was going to say. You know, good luck to whoever uh, steps in next year because you've got, figuratively and literally very large shoes to fill and uh as we have found out uh this team's fan base cares not for change when it comes to uh in-game entertainment of any uh of any kind uh being changed so yeah so who knows? I, maybe uh, this
0: is because it's for a, a medical reason he's going on his terms maybe they'll be better who knows
1: so man and you know look i um I, I wish Charles Glenn all the best. I've had a chance to meet and talk with him a few times. He's a very, very nice guy. Um, and, uh, I hope that, you know, if this is due to the MS, I hope that he is able to relax and enjoy time with, uh, with his family and friends and loved ones while he still has, uh, the ability to do so.
0: Yeah, uh, for sure. Hope that he, uh, I guess, live a long, healthy life. Hopefully the MS doesn't, uh, Take hold, and it's, it sucks as disease. So we're on to bring that up. So that, like I said, I thought I say icon because if you think a lot of blues fans, you know, especially people in their 20s, you know, for sure that's the guy. You yeah. know, like that's the you go to the games, like that's the guy you saw. Maybe up until this year, maybe a little bit last year, where you're seeing a little bit less of them. I yeah. mean, every game, game in and game out, he was there. So I mean,
1: uh, I, mean I would say that the reason icon? You. He's up there. Yeah. To me, he's up there with the towel man.
0: Yeah, and uh, I would say, uh, Tom, uh, uh, gosh, help me with who does the announcing every game.
1: Oh, um, oh, if you hadn't asked me, I could have told you.
0: Uh, Tom Calhoun. Thank you. So, Tom Calhoun, I would say, as well as an iconic guy who has not oh, missed a game for sure. so far. Yeah. So, a uh, little bit of uh, this Blaine hockey news here. So, this week, uh, the Canadian the Canadian Women's Hockey League all of a sudden folded on Sunday morning. Uh, Just said they didn't didn't have, I guess, enough money or whatever. Uh, So basically, all their teams, all the players are, everything's been canceled, ceasing operations for the upcoming season. Uh, The NHL decided to make a $50,000 contribution to the CWHO and the North North American Women's Hockey League, which is still going on. Uh, So it looks like, They're moving that $50,000 from the Canadian Women's Hockey League to the National Women's Hockey League. That's what i meant to say. National Women's Hockey League. Uh, And two of the teams are moving over. So it looks like they're going to move over Montreal and Toronto. But the the champion, the Calgary team, who actually won the championship right now, does not look like they're getting moved over.
1: What about the Flint Tropics?
0: (laughs) Not in this league, unfortunately. Uh, but the, so far there are existing franchises in Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, Connecticut, and Minnesota. So it looks like they're gonna have add two more to those in Montreal and uh, Toronto. So who knows if they add more um, It sucks for that because it, it ruins hockey seemed to be growing. I mean I wish the NHL would kind of get more behind it in my opinion. It'd be really nice agreed um, uh, I think you know, I, there's then they let they add them in the all-star competition. Yeah, uh, they had a couple of the players, which was, it was great. Like I really enjoyed that. I think you should do more, uh more uh have them more on your telecast or like show highlights
1: of their like those
0: games in between I, I agree. periods too. Like it'd and be
1: great to do that. I wish that um I wish that athletics as a whole was more open to professional women's leagues. It seems like with the exception of the WNBA uh, it's just really, really hard for a women's league to catch on <laughs> and and be sustainable. I know they've tried it with, I believe, baseball. Oh, um, softball, yeah, yeah. You know, obviously, basketballs worked well. Hockey. Um, they've never. I mean, I'm not even going to go down the road of football because we're not going to consider lingerie football. Football, league, yeah, women's football, fair. correct. Um, but you know, it, it seems like you know. Uh, aside from things like, you know, maybe volleyball and obviously the WNBA being the, the large standout for pro sports, there's not really much there for women athletes. It's, you know, Olympic play. Um, so, yeah, it's a bummer to see, especially in Canada where hockey is God. Um, it's a shame to see this league fold. Uh, and I hope that you're right. I hope the NHL can partner up with this uh, North American League and, uh, and, and find a way to keep it going because, you know, we, we, you and I have a mutual friend whose uh, eldest daughter just started playing hockey and scored a goal in her very first game this week. So, you know, there's still little girls out there learning to play hockey. And, uh, you know, they have the same dreams and aspirations that the little boys do. And it's, it's not fair that they don't have the opportunities to play and get paid for their skill the way that the men do.
0: Yeah, so let's hope the uh, league can uh, thrive with a little more uh, participation for the NHL. So uh, we'll wrap it up there. Like I said, we're going to do a big playoff preview before whatever the first game, whenever the first game is, we'll have a podcast up that's going to talk about the Blues and the rest of the games that are going to happen around the NHL. I'm gonna try. Chris is gonna be in on this. I'm gonna to try to reach out to some other people and get some other people on. Yeah. Depending on how scheduling and how fast the next game is, we'll, uh, the,
1: uh, depending on who our opponent is, we may have a very special guest.
0: Correct. So we're hoping. Uh, kind of hope, and for the just for that reason, I hope it's Nashville. Honestly, so
1: <laughs> but
0: that'll be good. So we'll see how that goes. Um, if you want to get a hold of us on Twitter, it's at Blues Hockey NHL. Chris is at? At Hossapalooza. And if you can get a hold of us on Facebook and Instagram, it's Blues Hockey Podcast. And our website is BluesHockeyPodcast.com and .net. Uh, also, we've been posting shows to YouTube, slowly but surely. We've um, been working on trying to get some content. Like I said, me and Chris have schedules that just have not mashed, meshed up. Hence, why have we been recording via... Uh, the internets lately. So hopefully we'll get some uh, more content to put on the YouTube. And like I said, we're going to working on guests, but it's just been a tough scheduling lately. So uh, also find our shirt on glass go to glassbangers.com. Also find the podcast on all appropriate podcast directories. That includes Apple podcast, uh, Google podcast slash Google play stitcher. Uh, and Spotify. So a lot of different places you can find us. Please rate and review us at all those places or whenever you can. That would help us out tremendously. And just, just do not do not say you're a friend or family. That'd be great. <laughs> so anyway, so we did have a review, actually. Believe it or not. Wow. Uh, right. Recently, and I will pull that up while uh, we're wrapping it
1: up here. So blues about what are we looking at, Chris? About three ish minutes half, left. Two and a half left. Still three to two. Uh, the Blues have been putting the pressure on. They just have not been able to, uh, to get one past Cam Ward. Uh, oh, there's another one that almost went in. Um, I mean, they are buzzing all around them and just not getting the last one in. Uh, stoppage in play with 222 left. Cam Ward freezes the puck. So I would imagine the Blues will be pulling Jake Allen shortly. I would imagine if they win this faceoff.
0: Yeah, you would think that, uh, well, hopefully, just like the other night when they lost to Colorado, uh, they would, uh, get one back here, maybe tie it and get a point out of this one. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen, but we'll see. Like I said, Prong got that goal there, so maybe they will, maybe they won't.
1: You know, I talked about it going into this game, you know, with the Blues and Blackhawks, they're just two teams that the the records don't matter, man. One team could be 81 and 0, and the other team can be 0 and 81. And it just does not matter. These two teams get up to play for each other. And um, it's showing, you know, the Hawks, for as as rough of a year as they've had, look great today. I mean, they look like a team that could contend for a Stanley Cup.
0: So, uh, interesting. So, real quick, we'll read this review because, you know, that's the first one we've had in a little bit. So, title, knowledgeable dudes, five stars. Thank you very much to Matt one nine 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 six sweet uh, these guys know their blue stuff and come prepared with interesting topics the chemistry is good between them i enjoy the show wish they would do more i wish we would too thanks in, matt so do we and hey constructive criticism on top of that all my only advice is try to balance out the mic levels between hosts jason seems a bit louder and sir that's because i am right up against uh, my computer when i talk
1: <laughs> that is true
0: because i uh, have to be uh just but i have a
1: fancy new remote microphone
0: Yes, so that it. Jason needs to get one of those because Jason's didn't work. So there's a little in there's a little inside baseball for you guys. So um and that's about it for this week. Hopefully the Blues pull it off. About two minutes left. We'll see what happens. And we'll catch you guys soon with some playoffs.
1: Yeah, and don't forget, this week it's WrestleMania week. Ah oh, man. Eight hours. No, no, I'm sorry, no. Eight I don't hours. need it. I don't need it. I'm good. Seven, I'll show up. I don't it's need the seven pre-show. Hours. pre-show. That's ridiculous. To the
0: end is seven and a half hours.
1: you know what they need to do. This is the last thing we'll say before we leave because ninety percent of the people just hit <laughs> stop on this podcast. Is Vince, if you want your pod, if you want your show to be that long, start it early. Don't make it go till 11:30 at night. That is goddamn ridiculous. I
0: so for example, our friend Jamie, if he decides to watch it, it starts at 11 p.m and ends at, or excuse me, 10 p.m., ends at 5.30 a.m. No, that's just dumb. Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk to you guys next week. See
1: ya.